I'm Melissa Kearns. And I'm Amy Yersev. And we welcome you to the 18th episode of the What Would Alice Paul Do podcast. This show is about demystifying what it means to be a volunteer with the League of Women Voters today. In this episode, we're talking with our favorite new person, and she will inspire you and make you feel even better about the young people in our country. She'll talk with us about her work in Rise to Run, a newly formed organization that develops young progressive women to run for elected office. So, um, Amy, we are we are actually in person doing a recording together. What's up? Melissa's in the house. <laughs> so I'm I'm really honored to to be here with Amy today. And um, you know, I flew. My arms are tired, <laughs> but we've but we've already made the most of our time together. I've been here a few hours, and we're already recording an episode. So. It's nuts. Melissa actually worked a full day at work, and then she flew in from Cincinnati, and then I was like, dude. Okay, we got to get on. Right. <laughs> and if you can hear in the background, we got our new friend, Pooja, on the back. And so... What uh, up, Pooja? Hi. Let's just, uh, <laughs> let's just get this started. For our Deeds Not Words segment, we're going to be talking to our new friend and hero, Pooja. Well, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Hello. Um, so, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm Pooja. So, I'm a 16-year-old from Northern Virginia. Um, and I... Well, one, I really appreciate the intro. That was... It's quite. I feel very flattered. Um, thank you, guys. Uh, but girl, you should feel flattered. Okay, so I gotta go back. Like, how did we meet? I asked you on the Alice Paul podcast because when I saw you, we recently went to a, a democracy summit. Yes. So just for our listeners to give a, give you guys all a little context, is I went to a democracy summit held by Virginia Civic Engagement Table, and Pooja was doing a, a workshop about how to engage young people, and typically like. In league, I'm the young person. Now, Pooja is only 16, and I was, like, amazed. Like, oh, 16 going you. on 35. This girl can talk. She can work <laughs> a room. I was just like, I got to have her on the Alice Paul podcast because I was inspired and teaching me stuff, and I was like, damn, let's put her on the show. Oh. And Pooja was awesome, and she said, yeah, I'll get on the show at 9 o'clock at night, whatever. We love it. <laughs> so I was like, sweet. <laughs> We love you. Oh, I yeah. love you guys, too. So I, mean, I guess I want to first talk about, um, Pooja, you haven't, I mean, you're only 16. So first of all, what grade are you in? in high so school? I'm in 11th grade. I'm a rising senior. So I haven't applied to college yeah. yet, but it's coming. That's amazing. So you're in 11th grade. So for my listeners, I just want you to mull over. What were you doing when you were in 11th grade? I can tell you right now that I wasn't on a podcast and I certainly wasn't engaged in civics the way that Pooja is. First of all, how did you get started in politics? Ooh, big question. <laughs> so civic engagement yeah. and you know helping people has always been inherently part of who I am. It was never really a question about. It was never a question of, am I going to be helping the people that need to be helped? It was always just sort of default. Um, I always knew that that was where I belonged, and for a really long time, I didn't know that you could you know make a career out of it or be civically engaged and help your fellow man as a job. But as I got older and I took civics classes um, in eighth grade and I ran for student government, I ran for school president in uh, middle school. So in eighth grade, I was school president and I went to the University of Virginia on a whim to do a mock Senate session where I played Bernie Sanders right before he announced his uh, bid for the primaries. And I, d I had no idea who he was because I, at the time, I think I was 13 um, and I was writing policy based off of his positions and trying to competitively pass this policy in a room full of students that go to Thomas, Jeffers Thomas Jefferson High School and are magnet students from all over the world. And I, was, I wasn't even in high school yet at this point. 
um, I just, I realized that it was feasible to help other people and it was also most effective to help other people through policy. I recognized in eighth grade when our school lacked Wi-Fi um, and Loudoun County was switching over to a more digital platform that there was this need there was this need because students didn't have Wi-Fi, but all of their homework was on the internet, and it was actually rather frustrating. Um, so I sat down with my friends when I ran for student uh, government, and you know we helped collectively, and this was definitely a team effort, um, bring Wi-Fi to 87 different schools. And I realized that actions have consequences, and they can be positive consequences. And I, I just once I realized that you can make real change, I never wanted to stop. And I guess now, what is it, three years later, I haven't stopped, and. It's always been in my blood, I guess. <laughs> I, I cannot wait to vote for you. For oh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, I really appreciate that. <laughs> uh, okay, once you're... It, it's unfortunate that you have to wait until you're 30 to become a U.S. senator because, girl, you are ready to do that now. <laughs> thank <laughs> you. No, I appreciate that. My dad's been pushing me to run for school board uh, recently because you can run for that at 18. You so. should. <laughs> yeah. We will see. I'm, I'm enjoying really? the grassroots right sure. now. I'm enjoying helping people from a grassroots level. And I think I'm going to spend some time here for a little bit. So why do you like the grassroots level? Yeah. Um, why do you like that? So I actually had no idea the grassroots existed um, until, so uh, Kanan Srinivasan is um, part of LCDC's board, so the Lowndes County Democrats board. Um, and when I was working, so I was a fellow on the Hillary Clinton campaign my sophomore year in high school, and I was the only fellow for my region. So on top of it, I was uh, staging location director, and I ran all of the stuff during GOTV. So the, during the Get Out the Vote campaign, I sort of ran our staging location, um, and I was canvas captain. And so I had the greatest honor of running into some really, really amazing people. Um, and Cunnan, coincidentally, was someone that I had met as he was a canvasser on the Hillary on the Hillary campaign. So one day uh, we exchanged numbers and he invited me to come speak at the Loudoun County Democrats. Um, and I sort of put this off because I, although I had a platform and I loved what I did, I didn't really have full purpose. And I didn't want to just adopt a position without purpose um, because that's not what I believe in. And so once I did stumble upon Rise to Run and... Um, have the greatest, greatest honor of being able to build what is now, you know, an organization in 11 states in under nine months with hundreds of girls just within Northern Virginia alone, working with, you know, hundreds of different government officials and trailblazers. I realized that with Rise to Run, I felt confident enough to speak at Loudoun County Democrats. And so when I went and I spoke at this meeting, I was speaking in front of all of these government officials that I had idolized forever and I ran into um amazing woman from Network Nova and I ran into all of these amazing people that represented various grassroots organizations that I never knew existed and I realized that real change starts at the grassroots level and I'd never taken United States history either up until this point right I'd always had it on a sort of elementary school level but now that I have the ability to take college level history I am doing that in school and so as I learn more and more about movements and how the parties have evolved and worked and altered the dynamic of the country as we know it, I've been able to really recognize and appreciate the grassroots for what they are because it's everyday people fighting for what they believe in. They know that for every three steps forward, you take two steps back and they continue to charge forward. And that is so inspiring and there's just I I'm not ready and I hope the day will never come that I lose faith in government and I'm not ready to lose faith in government I love I love everything that American democracy stands for I could drown in history I would love it I currently take three histories um, out of seven classes that I'm allowed to take at the end of the day it's just 
I have so much fa- I, I gain so much faith from meeting people like you, Amy, and you, Melissa, on the grassroots level. You guys give me faith and keep me moving. And that's the sort of encouragement I need as a 16-year-old growing up in what seems to be the most polarized state our country has ever been in. And I love the, I mean, I love the grassroots because they give me faith. Long story short. Girl, I'm in Virginia. I know you were right about that polarization stuff. Okay, so you mentioned Rise to Run. So, of course, I want to know all about Rise to Run. What is it? How did it get started? I know it's still a newer organization. Yes. So Mm -hmm. um, let us know what that is. Yep. So so Helen Brosnan and Eileen Sofer are the uh, two national co-founders of Rise to Run. And they started around what is almost a year now, um, or I think we, I believe we just surpassed a year, um, in founding Rise Run. And I, or Helen is very young. She's actually just like a very recent Georgetown graduate. Um, and Eileen has a little bit more experience working in the grassroots. And so they came together and they started this organization that, as Amy said, pre- uh, previously trains young progressive women to run for office. In all honesty, the primary reason that I choose to work with Rise to Run um, and devote all of my time to Rise to Run because everything I do with Rise to Run is completely voluntary. And that's, you know, inclusive of the eight hours of calls I make every Sunday and the meetings that I'm always in and, you know, every event that we do, it's all completely voluntary. Um, and the reason that I choose to devote so much of my time and love to it is because it's the only grassroots and community-based organization that's progressive, exists both on and offline, and is solely focused on young women. Um, that age group is so, so incredibly critical because... Think about your 15-year-old self. Think about your 16-year-old self. That is when you are bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and ready to hop into the world because you have full faith in your ability to make change. It is when you are the most excited and empowered and ready to be mobilized. And at the end of the day, Rise Run recognizes that more so than other organizations. And there are organizations like Emily's List and She Should Run that we love we support and will always always stand by and with and do whatever we can to be there for but i work with rise to run because of the fact that we are the first organization that has this boots on the ground grassroots approach with local hubs local chapters working with advisory boards and trailblazers and government officials and it's the only organization that lets me speak to girls one-on-one every day because i know that if i want to represent one day and even today the voices of all of the young women in this nation i have to individually speak to all of the young women in this nation and rise Trun lets me do that so puja how are you um involved with the league of women voters and do you see like rise to run and how does that dovetail together yeah absolutely so um when, so, Amy, when you mentioned you were from League of Women Voters, I had a minor fangirl mm-hmm. moment um, during the conference because we'd actually... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Before you get into that, yes. like, I, you were like, Amy, you have to go to my Rise to Run event. And I was like, oh, crap. What do I got going on? <laughs> and then I was like, had a national board meeting going on. And then you were like, you need to find a representative. I was like, holy crap. This girl is like for real. I need to seriously <laughs> take some notes. Right. <laughs> You're like, you should find a representative to go to my event. I'm like, yes, I will. I will do whatever Yay. you tell me to do. And you sent me one. No, no, I appreciate I it. I did. I did. <laughs> I had at least two people there. Yes, you did it. And I'm so proud. And they were lovely. <laughs> it's all because Puja, you told me to do it. So I did it. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> how, did, how the heck did you learn about the League of Women Voters? That's what I got to know. Well, we were learning about women's rights movements in school. And we were learning about the suffragist movement. And we were learning about... Um, specifically what organizations helped women gain the right to vote. And, you know, League of Women Voters is, correct me if I'm wrong, if 
if not just one of the oldest, is the oldest um, and currently existing organization that helps encourage women to vote and has always done that. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, I think you're right about that. We're 98. Yeah, like, 98. That's old. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, wait. Melissa's going to edit that. Yeah, I'll, that out. I'll say um, we're old as hell. There we go. Yeah, absolutely. Is that better? I don't know, but we'll go with it. <laughs> we're old. <laughs> yeah. And, and that yeah, is... Even like um, the chapters were were older than that because they were really formed when uh, suffrage was, you know, not an option for women. So they're right. actually league organizations are older than 98 because they were serious? they were organized originally before they were a league of women voters. That's crazy. Cuz they were suffrage chapters. Oh yeah, I guess NASA. Look at look at us women doing Paul. things. Um, so you learned about the league in your history book. Yeah, so coincidentally I actually But outside of that you really didn't have any idea about league. Well, right? not necessarily. I mean, I had I had an idea of what League of Women Voters did and who you all were, just because it's, I've always been, so this is a story I tell quite frequently, but um, the primary reason that I got involved with women's rights is because my great-grandmother was married off into a child marriage, and that will forever break my heart, and it breaks my heart that she had her destiny decided for her, and it breaks my heart that there was no one in government to represent people that looked like her and that had lived her experiences, and that is so much of what I'm trying to fix. And so when I got into the feminist movement, I got into, you know, women's rights back in eighth grade and I gave this presentation about institutionalized and structural sexism and how to dismantle it um and I that's actually where I learned about League of Women in eighth grade wait 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 wait. <laughs> I gotta say this at eighth freaking grade like that is amazing I remember doing a feminist conversation at my school Ozarks of Missouri I'm pretty sure I was a senior by then I was in eighth grade I was wearing braces turtleneck and overalls I did all of Holy those hell. things too don't worry <laughs> <laughs> you did not shut up. You did not. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've had a, I've been really fortunate to have a very supportive uh, community when it comes to civic engagement. Um, I think one of the things I have to say thank you to Loudoun County in Northern Virginia for is for always having been so open-minded. And that's something I've always appreciated. And that open-mindedness and ability to encourage free thought, free thought is what brought me to League of Women Voters. When I found out that you all existed, I knew that I wanted to do something in some capacity one day with League of Women Voters. But I didn't even know where I stood in the entire women's rights movement as a whole. I didn't know where I wanted to stand in history. All I knew is that I wanted to be a part of it. You know, flash forward these three years, running into you at the Virginia Civic Engagement Tables Democracy Conference was so much fun for me. I I enjoyed that encounter so much and it was so coincidental because we had just finished learning about Alice Paul and League of Women Voters in my US history oh class. My it's kind of almost sort of surreal. Wanna, Melissa's in town. Remember she's in town. We're going to the we're going to the Belmont Paul House tomorrow. You Ooh. should come with us. <laughs> I, We're doing I would. some serious woman power yeah. sightseeing tomorrow. You should like tag along. No, absolutely. Sure. I, I would. I, the thing is, I live this very, I call it my Hannah Montana life. I live a very odd life in that I spend like 4 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. doing homework and like going to school like a normal 16-year-old. And then all of my other time is spent at galas and speaking to people like you all and sitting on podcasts and I have I'm so honored to get to do these things but it blows my mind and I haven't really fully processed um what all of this has turned into unfortunately it kind of fortunately i have ap testing coming up so i have uh six ap tests that i have to study for wow. so it's it's been a tough it's been tough choosing between 
uh, school and the grassroots. And like, I'm supposed to be meeting with Tim Kaine Sunday at the meet and greet he's holding, but I also need to study for my U.S. history exam. So <laughs> we're picking and choosing. Well, school comes first. <laughs> yeah, you pick school. I'm telling you right now, pick school first. I'm learning Tim to Kane's do both. Not going anywhere. <laughs> he will probably be here for quite some time. I'm sure. Uh, cross your fingers. That's the. Hope. That is not endorsement. That is just money politics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as oh. I wanted, I wanted to like return back to your original question of how can Rise Tron work with uh, League of Women Voters? Yeah. Because what is so yeah. impressive to me about League of Women Voters is your sustainability. Um, like you said, you guys are 98 years old, and your chapters alone are much older than that. And the women within your organization and all of the beautiful, beautiful things that they have stood for have been ideas that are that have been sustained over the entirety of history, at least for these 98 years, right? And Rise to Run, although new and although young, is an organization that I want to see do a similar thing. I want Rise to Run to leave an impact. I want, for when I go to college, for Rise to Run to still exist here. I want every single girl that is part of Rise to Run to run for office, and not only run for office, but win and sit in office with purpose and make real legislative change that all sprouts from Rise to Run and what we do and what we're able to foster. And that is something that I that League of Women Voters has been able to do and something I admire and I would love for Rise to Run to, you know, get to do case study on League of Women Voters and your infrastructure and implement some of that. And at the exact same time, League of Women Voters and Rise to Run inherently have always worked together because you raise young women to vote. You guys raise women to vote and we raise young women to run for office. And those two need to go hand in hand for any for either party to be successful and having their voice heard. Yeah. And I actually, you know, Melissa's actually been in the league for how long? Like you you got involved in when I was eighteen. Oh so I'm at so I'm at twenty one years. Yeah. We love it. And I had left the military and that's when I joined the league was when I left the military. So yeah, I mean and and I remember actually when I lived in Oregon, they actually had through the league a training on how to become a candidate for elected office. So it's not like the league knows about how to Absolutely. do this. Like we have all the tools and resources. I'm just so excited that Rise to Run exists. And Pooja, I am so excited that I I know you. You're amazing. <laughs> You're amazing. Thank you for being in the military. For you to, like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what you do when you live in the Ozarks. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> um, that's that's what you gotta do. Um, it's free college right there. Uh, <laughs> I think that everything that you said, though, is awesome. I think Rise to Run has got a great future. I, my friends who are league members, they have attended as individuals to go to the Rise to Run. They thought they, they, they were so inspired by all of the young women that were there. And um, to be honest, I want you guys to all join the league because we have Observer Corps. We have election observers. We have all kinds of different programs to help those young women to get involved and to learn about how how government works, like the Absolutely. real intricate stuff, the nuanced stuff, mm-hmm. and um, public policy, if they want to learn about public oh, policy. Yes, please. <laughs> that's how I learned about it. I mean, I have a master's in political science, and I tell you what, I tell everybody that the league is really where I got my education. It wasn't It wasn't the master's degree. It was the league. So Absolutely. It's uh, the cheapest education you could possibly get. <laughs> okay. Pooja, is there anything else you want to share before before we let you go? The entirety of women's history is something I'd love to share, but we don't have time. (laughs) 
<laughs> what are your future plans? Because I keep saying you're going to be a YouTuber. <laughs> what are your future plans? Because we're going to follow you for like forever. <laughs> oh, like I love it. <laughs> Come on now. Come on. I mean, what, what's your plans? What do you want to be when you grow up? Um, I a variety of things, a, a myriad of things. I would love to live a vibrant life, and that is mm-hmm. a, a very truthful answer. Um, of course, I will go on to continue. I'm gonna be in. A, I'm gonna be a learner for life. Um, but I would like to go to college. Um, I would love to work 2020. So hopefully you all will see me working the presidential in 2020, either in Virginia or whatever state, because I just, I can't, I can't not do that. I'm pretty sure we all will be working in 2020. Absolutely. As we should be, as we should be. Throw that out there. (laughs) We should all be working 2018. Yes. We should be working every year in Virginia because there's an election every year and every election matters. Every single year. Look (laughs) at you talking all nonpartisan. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But as far as the, the president question, I don't know. It's funny because that started as a joke within my high school because um, I was school president in eighth grade and then I was freshman class president in ninth grade. And I'm actually returning to student government next year. And it sort of, started as a joke that people will call me President Pooj. And I loved I loved it because it was so much fun for me to have that joke with people. But when I worked on Hillary, I actually met an organizer called, uh, his name is Joe Aguilar. And we were just, you know, phone banking one day. And between calls, he sat down with me and he said, so Pooj, what do you want to do when you're older? And I said, I want to write policy because uh, inherently my goal, as I said earlier, has always been to help people. And that is the most effective way for me is through policy. Um, and that has consequently translated to me wanting to run for office one day. Um, and I, when I said that I wanted to run for, when I wanted to, when I said that I wanted to write policy, excuse me, um, he responded with, so you want to be president? Um, and I didn't know where he made that connection at all whatsoever. <laughs> um, and I asked him, I went, Joe, how did you get there? And he went, well, Pooch, who is the highest policymaker in this country? Um, and I realized that he was right, that it is and was and forever will be the president and I think there are so many ways for young people to get involved and make change and there's so many ways that I'm going to continue helping raise young women to run for office and continue fighting for equal rights and for progressive values for the rest of my life Um, and there will be days where I play a different role maybe some days I'll be working in a nonprofit. maybe some days I'll you know be a legislative aide on the hill if all works out but there might be a day where I do decide I do want to run for president. I, I'm obsessed with this country. I love everything that democracy stands for. And I, I know that's rhetoric, but I mean that with every fiber of my being. Um, and it is super weird. And I'll never understand that, like, my first crush was John Locke. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense to anyone that I love democracy this much. And I've learned to stop trying to dissect it. I love this country and I love every single constituent in it and I am also a constituent in it and I want to see the best for people and hopefully as I gain more education and I gain a better view on life, I will come up with, you know, creative and bipartisan solutions that help solve our problems. Um, I know that's very ideological, but, you know, good things have to stem from somewhere. Uh, So maybe one day, but my goal right now and my love for domestic policy will always surpass everything else. And so senator is where it looks like I want to be going. Um, But, you know, Amy, I guess we'll see. Oh, my gosh. Like everything you're talking about with democracy. I mean, it's just it's awesome. It's inspiring to feel to hear what you are saying and what, you know, potentially what other people may be feeling. This is why I joined the military. Mm -hmm. Everything that you're saying is why I decided like. This is why I feel like I should defend Absolutely. my country. 
And so I'm just, um, I'm very, I'm, I'm inspired by what you say. So I thank you for putting all of your love and time and talent into, into this and to rise to run. Hopefully eventually you'll be in the league. Um, but if <laughs> yes. not, I'm cool with rise to run. You just <laughs> become a U.S. Senator and you lead your state and, and I'm good with that. <laughs> thank yeah, you so much Melissa, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. You guys yeah, create such awesome. a warm thank space. You. I love it. Thank you. Hey, Pooja, can you share what uh, the, the website to Rise to Run is? Because we want to make sure that all of our listeners know that that's the place to go if they want to help uh, prospective women uh, run for office. So Rise Trends National website is risetorun.org, just like that. Um, and then I'd also love to share my Instagram because you can contact me for Rise to Run through there because it's a business profile. Um, so it's puja.tanjore. It's P-O-O-J-A dot T-A-N-J-O-R-E is my Instagram handle. And my Twitter handle is the same thing, but without the period in between. This is Melissa Currents. And this is Amy Yersted. We ask, what would Alice Paul do? But it's more important what you're going to do. The young people in our communities are amazing and have incredible ideas and energy. Listen to them. Be inspired by their dreams of a more inclusive and equitable country and ask how you can be part of those plans. Until next time.